You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. Hey, what's going on, friends and fellow Freedom Crusaders? Welcome to another episode of the Paul Hutchings Podcast. We're in episode 23, and oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this one. We have a very special guest. His name is Ryan Gunnis. He's a lead generation specialist. And I want to give Ryan just a quick introduction. I got introduced to Ryan a number of years ago because one of my team members, Rob Skinner, actually, Rob and Kimberly Skinner, they reached out and they said, hey, you got to check out this really sweet lead generation system. It gets people instant leads and it's really cool. And and so, and so I checked it out and, and it was awesome. And I got introduced to his system again, like I said, a number of years ago. And one of the things that's impressed me the most about Ryan, actually a couple of things. One, he's been around for a long time and he's not one of those here today, gone tomorrow, you know, types. Uh, He's, 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 I love longevity in, in, in the, in the profession. And he's a great example of that. The other thing Ryan's a great example of is, you know, walking the walk. And this guy is like a great relationship builder. So he's got this lead gen system and he's got lots of people that he's serving and, and all of that. And what he does is like, he'll reach out to me every once in a while. And he'll be like, hey, Paul, how's it going? Just checking in. Hey, Paul, can we do a call and, you know, catch up? And that is rare in the internet marketing, you know, lead generation space. And that really let me know that Ryan, he's got such a great heart and he knows how to build relationships. And I just love this guy. So I asked him if he'd be up for an interview and he said, yes. So, hey, Ryan, welcome to the uh, podcast. (laughs) How are you doing today? Oh man, Paul, good to good to be here. I'm excited and honored to be here to share some value and hopefully transfer some of that value over to some of your people that you're serving out there. So thank you for all um, that you do. Thank you. I'm so thankful for that. And as before we got got this uh, kicked off, I said, "Hey, are you ready to share all your secrets?" And he's like, "Oh, it's going to be one of one of those kind of interviews." And I said, "Yeah, man, we got to get the goods out to the people, right?" So. Let's go ahead and dig in. First thing I want to know, Ryan, is I really want to hear your story. Tell me about your story in network marketing and, you know, up to now. Yeah. So, you know, before I kind of just share network marketing, I'm going to take you back a little bit further. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. As far so, back as you want to um, go. I, I grew up in Trinidad, small island in the Caribbean. And I, you know, I remember as uh, probably I was probably about six or seven years old, the home that I grew up in, you know, my dad struggled with alcohol, you know, and he would come home and sometimes be crazy with my mom and fighting and all that stuff. And I'll never remember this one time that my mom had just tucked me in bed and everything. And I have two, two younger sisters, but I heard the door slammed and I knew my dad was home and it was, it was uh, not going to be a pretty night. And I just remember hearing, you know, them, him breaking things and whatnot. And, you know, he, he's a, he's a, he's a good, a good man, but he would just struggled. And I remember like kind of crying myself to sleep that night. And I was saying, you know, I want to do something with my life where I'm going to add value and I never want to make people feel scared or scared for their life or anything like that, you know? And I think that seed was planted uh, in that moment. And uh, fast forward, years later, I was about, probably about 15 years old. I did move to New York and I was trying to make a life for myself out there. I, I moved out of my home. My mom had moved to California and I was pretty much on my own at, at 16. From and Trinidad I, to New York at 16 with no family there? So I, 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 <laughs> For the purpose of time, I'm cutting out some of the pieces. <laughs> Basically, my mom had moved to New York. I I came up to visit her on a Christmas vacation. <laughs> and I get off the plane and my mom tells me, hey, I would like you to stay. <laughs> and I'm on a 10-day vacation. <laughs> and I'm about to finish up high school in Trinidad. You know, so it's Christmas. I'm about to graduate in June. And in America, in New York, School was still in. Trinidad school was out. So that was a question I was posed with. And I, I, I was kind of upset at my mom for kind of tricking me into coming on a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, you know, and the next day, so I, I didn't answer her that night. You know, I was kind of shocked. 
The next day I, I counter offered and I said, <laughs> well, I'm not making a decision right now because I'm here for 10 days. Uh, I, I want to enroll into high school. So I actually enrolled into high school while I was on vacation. Wow. So that Monday, because I came on a Friday, that Monday we had to go, I had to get immunization cards and all the whole process. And I actually enrolled into high school while I was on vacation. So I can check it out to see if I was going to say yes or no. 10 days was just not enough. You know, there was only like a week of school, uh, but I didn't really, you know, fit in. But I said, you know, I didn't really have much options. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay you know, I'll stay. And uh, while I was in high school, I, I met another Trinidadian guy. And for Christmas that year, I asked my mom, we didn't have a lot of money. I asked my mom, Hey, can, can you get me a pair of clippers? I needed a haircut. <laughs> so I started learning how to cut hair. And you know, this kid noticed and he's like, well, can you give me a haircut? I cut his hair. And now I was starting to make friends. I was Barbara Ryan. <laughs> and so about six months later, she moves to California with my sisters and I decided to stay in New York. So I finished up high school in New York and I was cutting hair in a barbershop part-time. And then once I graduated high school, I decided to stay in the barbershop. And two years later, I got an opportunity to open up my own shop. So I went ahead and, and did that with, with Harad, a buddy of mine that we were about the same age. So right now I'm about 18. And I was excited, barbershop, we were doing really well. And one of my customers invited me to a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I missed it the first time, the first invitation, missed it the second invitation. And then finally he was like, hey, because it was during the week. And he finally said, hey, we actually have a meeting on Sunday, which I thought was strange Sunday, you know, but I ended up going to this meeting in, in Queens and the guy started drawing the circles on the board. <laughs> and... Paul, you know, I was, I was mesmerized. My brain started going and I, I couldn't sleep. I really couldn't, I couldn't sleep for like three days later. I kept thinking about it. I was like, this is amazing. This is like the most amazing concept in the world. Mm -hmm. And I got involved with that company and I thought I was going to go to the moon because I was cutting 125 haircuts a week. Wow. So I got 125 opportunities. I have a razor in my hand. You have to listen to me. <laughs> that's, like, that's like 20 haircuts a day, man. 20 haircuts Holy a day. cow. Wow. And that was like the normal. If it was a, a Thanksgiving week or something, it was close to like 250 haircuts a week. So you had the pit, you had the circles on the whiteboard all filled out with your customers' names. That you yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, going back to that kid that just says, I want to add value, make people feel special. I saw mm -hmm. the circles as a platform to do that. Okay, and that was there, you know, and it wasn't until years later I started processing it. I'm able to, to verbalize it right now, but that mm -hmm. was what was going on in my head. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, an opportunity to leverage myself and earn a lot of money and get paid really well inside of that model. Yeah. So that, you know, so that's how it led up to network marketing. And I was really disappointed after a few months. I was like, man, this, I was really struggling to invite people. You know, I, I had connections, so I didn't have the challenge that a lot of people start with. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had a lot of connections mm -hmm. and I was failing miserably. So I end up, you know, dropping out of the business, uh, continuing with the barbershop. About a year later, I ended up selling the barbershop and I moved to Florida. I got a job through my uncle, my first corporate job. I was excited. I was like, hey, two <laughs> weeks vacation, you know, you know, clock in, clock out. Don't have to think about it. Yeah. And that was my, you know, I was excited about that. And after about three years of that, I was dreaming. What do you think I was dreaming about? <laughs> Network marketing circles, residual circles. income. <laughs> circles keep coming up. So I end up Google, uh, well, it wasn't Google back then, but I end up Yahoo searching uh, the company. And it so happened that there was an office for that company, the, the one I quit, mm -hmm. like literally five minutes down the street from my corporate job. Oh, wow. So I called them up. I said, hey, you guys do meetings? And they're like, yeah. Or they're like, who invited you? I'm like, nobody. I did a Yahoo search, you know? <laughs> 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 so the, the lady said, sure, we have a meeting on Thursday. I showed up. 
They're like, who invited you? I'm like, no, I did a Yahoo search. <laughs> <laughs> what what year was this? This was in, oh boy, 2002, three, somewhere. No, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I just want to highlight here, people have been searching on the internet to find network marketing companies to join for 20 years. <laughs> so this is at least. Yes. Yeah, you know, cool. So I end up rejoining with that company and I was working. This one of my first good mentors, Mike Hughes, I was working with him and he really, he was grassroots. So we didn't have the internet and he was a young guy like myself. He was, you know, he was, I was in my early twenties and he was in his early thirties. So in my world, this guy is a veteran. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that I'm in my forties, I'm like, oh, he was a young guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we, you know, he took a liking to me and really showed me how he did his cold market recruiting mm. out of the white pages, you know, and out of the white pages. Out of the white pages. So, so did, he get, you, did he get you started on warm market at all when you rejoined in Florida or just straight to straight to cold? He didn't work with me right away. So this is a good lesson to translate. I showed up on time every week. I was early. I would help set up the chairs, volunteer to, to help, you know, with the coffee and all that stuff. And at the end, I would stick around and help, you know, clean up and everything because he, he was very successful and he was working with a lot of people and he didn't give me any time early on. And so this is a good lesson is, you know, do more than you're required to you know, early on to build relationships. One of the lessons I learned in that company through another mentor was he said, Ryan, treat everyone as if you personally sponsor them mm. for the rest of your life. And he said, what will happen is eventually some of those people will be personally sponsored by you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And eventually that's going to pay off long range. And that resonated with me because back in, yeah. as a kid, I was like, I wanted to add value. So those kind of things really, you know, reinforced things. And so I, that's what I was doing. I was trying to see any way I can help. And after, after about three months, I remember Michael coming to me after one of the meetings and he say, Mike, he's like, Ryan, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're, you, you know, you're a sharp guy. You show up here every week, you're helping out, you come Thursday, you come Saturday, but you have no team, you're not recruiting, <laughs> you're not doing anything. He's like, do you have any friends? Do you have anything better to do with your life? So it was one of those kind of conversations. And I, and I said to him, I said, Michael, you know, I really, I really want to make this thing work. You know, I, I, I'm new to Florida. My only family, I'm in Boca. My only family is in Miami, my uncles, and I just don't know what to do. And he said to me, he looked at me, I'll never forget this. So this was a defining moment. He says, okay, I'll work with you. So I'll work with you for 30 days under one condition. You're not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> he says, if I sense any, any hint of an opinion, we're done. Wow. And he, then he said, uh, it's going to be brutally hard. Okay. I'm going to make you make cold calls and very, very uncomfortable things. And he's like, uh, and if you're not ready for that, no big deal. We can still be friends. In fact, I don't want an answer right now. He says, I'll be in the, in the office here tomorrow at nine. If, it, if, it's, if it's good, show up. If not, no big deal. I wouldn't even bring it up again. Mm, wow. That was the conversation. And I remember thinking about it that night. And I was like, man, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I showed up bright and early. I was there at like 8.30. Mike showed up a couple minutes late. And he's like, Ryan, hey. I was like, Mike, I'm, I'm in. Let's do it. He's like, all right. And so he's getting his, his briefcase organized and everything. He's like, I right, run to the kitchen and bring the white pages. <laughs> a briefcase and a phone book. Let's go. <laughs> so, so I go and I bring the, uh, this big white pages book. And I'm like starting to sweat. <laughs> like, what is he gonna have me do uh, and I, I get there and he's like Ryan are you okay calm down <laughs> he's, so much... <laughs> he's like don't worry don't worry you're not ready to talk to people I was like, oh, good. <laughs> okay. he's, so he gave me my first script which I still remember okay today 
And so you're going to call people out of the white pages. And if they answer the phone, your script is to say, sorry, I have the wrong phone number and hang up. That was my script. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And if they, and if the answer machine, I'm searching for answer machines, the uh, answer machine comes on, this is what you're going to say. Mm. <laughs> okay. And, and I, every time I did it, I have to do a stick, you know, you, you know, you do one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I have to do a hundred of those and I have to bring a piece of paper to him and he has to sign off. And that was wow. my job. Wow. He says, he says, if you miss a day, we're done. Wow. <laughs> and that was it. And at, at the time, and this is another good lesson for, for people listening in at the time when, when he gave me this and then he's like, all right, cool. I was like disappointed. I was like, what kind of training is this? <laughs> you know, I was expecting to spend time and give me philosophy and rub some magic dust on me. Wax on, yeah. wax off, wax on, yeah. wax off. Yeah. So I, I went over there and I was, you know, kind of disappointed. Now I'm making all these phone calls and I'm like, like, man. So the translation there is, you know, if you're following a, a leader and a proven system and a process that you agree with, depending on where you're at, you may have to say, hey, I am not allowed to have an opinion, mm. you know, and I, I just need to do the deal for an extended period of time before I can actually make a judgment. Yeah. So that was one yeah. of the big lessons that I learned. So I want to insert just a quick short story that relates. And then I want to ask you some questions about what you said or about where we're at up to this point. So I did offline for a long time and then I came on the internet and I found this mentor who was recruiting like crazy amounts of people and I wanted to work with him. So I signed up, we set an appointment and he goes, all right, Paul, here's what I want you to do. I want you to book an in-home presentation at your house this Friday night. And I'm going to give you like these instructions, get a yellow notepad for each of the people, get a red pen, this, this, this. I want you to make a list. I want you to invite everyone. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute, I just joined you to learn how to recruit on the internet. And now you're having me do an in-home in my, I was living in a trailer house at the time. And he's like, and if you don't do this, I will never talk to you again. <laughs> so, so it's like similar, you know, like similar, similar story. And, and I did it and we didn't sign up anybody, but it proved that I was coachable and, you know, willing to, willing to follow my mentor. So yeah. I wanted to ask you, what was the script when you found a answering machine? What would you say? Yeah. So I would say if I got the answer machine, I'd say, hi, this is Ryan Gunness. I work with a division of Citigroup. We're expanding in your area. And we have a presentation on Thursday evening or Saturday morning for more details. Uh, if interested, give me a call. My number is 561. That was it. Ah, and you actually did have an affiliation with Citigroup. So that, yeah. that was an honest yeah. message. The, the company okay. was Primarica that was owned with Citigroup at that time. Gotcha. So we didn't have an affi- affiliation where you, you can, you know, so people would call that name dropping a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I realize that you don't even have to have a, a be in a situation where you have a credible company or product that you could feel like, oh, that's going to make a difference in my conversation. No. Mm-hmm. Well, really what it was, was I was just playing the numbers to see, you know, there's a certain percentage of people that, you know, at any given period of time that are thinking about opportunity and they mm-hmm. have some curiosity. And if you don't have a very difficult process for them to explore that, if you're doing a lot of outreach, you'll, you'll, you'll get your share. Mm. Okay. Now in my case, we didn't have the internet. We were calling out of the white pages because my pitch was for you to come to the office. You had to get in your car and drive to the office. Mm-hmm. So I would make about a thousand phone calls a week. I would get about 30, 40 people a week to say, oh yeah, I'll come to the office and check it out. Okay? 30 to 40. Out of a thousand phone calls. Out of a thousand. So 200 a day for doing it Monday through Friday. Yep. And then uh, I would follow up to do the reminder, you know, make sure they have the address and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would have, you know, seven to 10 show up. Wow. Basis. And we wow. would sign up, we would sign up one or two, sometimes three people a week. That wow. Was nice. Okay. That's cool. Now, interesting thing. Mike never gave me a script when people call me back 
Oh, he didn't? No. So I would leave 50 messages. Hey, this is Ryan Guinness. Uh, <laughs> we're expanding in your area. Da, 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 right? And I would get people call me back saying, hey, this is Frank. I got your message. You know, what is this about? I don't have a script. <laughs> I said the same thing I said to his answer machine. I said, yeah, Frank, the reason why I'm calling you is we're expanding in your area and, da, 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 and we have a presentation on Thursday evening or Saturday morning. Which one is better for you? And that's how I did it. Wow. So I didn't have no script. So uh, the translation of that for the for people listening in is get started. You know, if you're going to learn how to swim, you don't have to study it. Get in the mm-hmm. shallow end and you'll discover, but too many times, and I'm sure you can agree with this, too many times we have people sitting on the sidelines saying, I want to swim. And they're just looking at the pool and saying, when is the next training? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Action is faster than watching. Absolutely. You know, so I, I actually, I actually really appreciate the times before the internet. Because I didn't, you know, have the distractions that we have today. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no, let me go online and figure out leads. There was no, let me jump onto a Zoom training. So when my mentor said, hey, here's the white pages and cool, I didn't really have much options to say, mm-hmm. no, nah, I think I'm going to pass. Yeah. And I see that as, a, as one of the challenges in today's world, because we do for have sure. a lot of options. Yeah, for and sure. That can kind of stall people. So if you're listening in, there is a period of time that you just have to do outreach like crazy. Yeah. And that is going to build the muscle. You know, that's going to build the muscle to help you get. And I always tell people, you know, master one-to-one outreach and you'll be able to have the foundations for your skill, your copywriting tonality to be able to create marketing for one to many. It's mm, great advice. Yeah, well, great most advice. people are always trying to figure out, well, how do I blast everybody? Right, <laughs> um, right. Yep. That's, that's, if that's you, if I'm speaking to you uh, and you're in a place where you're trying to get something started and you're saying, how do I blast everybody? That is probably one of the biggest enemies of, you know, of mindset right now. There's a period you have to do that you don't have to live there forever, but if you're yeah. in a place where you're trying to get something started, you got to do massive outreach. How can you serve the many if you cannot serve the one? You have Correct. to learn how to serve the one, and then and then that grows. Even yeah. if it's just to get your script down. I mean, I said that thing so many times that I can tell you 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Okay, even if it's to get your script down, and I got so fluid with that that even when people say, "Hey, can you give me some details?" I'll say, yeah, I work with a division of student group. We're expanding. <laughs> we're looking for people that might be open to work with us part-time or full-time. And we have a presentation on Thursday or Saturday. That, I got so fluid with that, that my confidence was there. People never asked me anything else. Wow. People, so people think it's a script. No, yeah. it's your belief. It's your energy around the words you're communicating. Yeah. And that's more powerful than the actual words in a lot of ways you know? mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway so tell us so tell us how it how it worked out you're signing up one two people a week and then would you get them started on the same process or do you try to expand in their warm no. market first so i try to go warm market mm-hmm. so we, we we back then we had a process where you would develop you know a top 50 list okay we did we tested a lot of different things over times where if somebody was ready to join the business Mm-hmm. We had a, a process, like an application process, where I would say to them, okay, uh, for you to join, you know, Mike has to sign off on your application. It was paper applications. It wasn't online. Mm-hmm. Mike has to sign off. And the only applications that can get accepted has to have this top 50 list in here. Because uh-huh. this is how we train you. And if you are not willing to go through the process of training, then we don't want to waste your time or hours. Mm. And I would get people to give me 15 names and numbers of their friends from that little conversation. Mm. And we wouldn't accept their money to join without that list. And nice. I, got, I got really good at that. And, you know, and, and that, that's how we got started. And I ended up building a nice group there, worked my way up, you know, to RVP with the company and had a blast. And I was with them for about three and a half years. 
you know, and then I wanted to go in a, a different direction. So you're you know? doing that full time then no job on the side, yeah. no school yeah. on the side. Yeah. So the, the last year, the last year was full time. It was about two, two years, two and a half years part time. And then, you know, the last year. So yeah. Awesome. Such yeah. a great story. And then did you join another company or kind of go into another direction after that? Yeah, so I, when I, when I exited, exited the business, I took about six months off. I, I actually started, I was working at a gym. I was just trying to hang out and I wasn't really trying to, I was just trying to keep myself busy. I didn't really know which direction I was, I was going to go. And then I got introduced to another network marketing company that was a nutrition-based company. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting because the previous company, I had to get people license. We mm-hmm. had to go on appointments. It was all kitchen table appointments. We call it how many KTs you had. So when I saw this and we were doing it through phone calls and conference calls, I was like, wow, this is way <laughs> easier. So, and that's when I started, you know, testing out a little bit of direct response marketing and, and you know, different things like that. So my communication skills were starting to get much, much better, Mm. you know? So then fast forward, I, one of my buddies, just a few years later now, one of my buddies got involved with this internet marketing company that was based in Australia. And prior to that, I started getting fascinated. Now the internet is starting to, to get more popular. I got fascinated with this guy that was selling information. He was selling dating advice to men. Mm. Okay. And he had a squeeze page and people opted in. And I was just fascinated by the concept of all these automatic emails and stuff like that. Yeah. And I said, I want to try this out. So I, you know, I, I joined this company and I went on to, I had a Google account. Google allowed you to get these free pages back then. And the emails I was getting from the guy to unsubscribe, I, I was looking at the link and it said, you know, I saw the autoresponder company. So I went there and I was mm. like, oh, you could set up an account. So I set <laughs> up an account there and, and I opted in. I found one of the leaders in the current company that was, you know, I thought that, that looked like they were successful. They were talking on the calls and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went to their landing page and opted in as a prospect. And I started promoting my landing page through a career builder. Mm. So I had access to a resume database, career builder. And back then you can, you can email the whole database. Oh, wow. You know, there, there wasn't as much restrictions. So I would do a search for anybody that had the word internet and sales. And I would send out an email blast saying per your resume, you know, we are internet marketing company. We're expanding. I saw it. No, this is my first email copy ad. And then I would say, click on the link below to watch our seven minute video. They would click on that and they go to the squeeze page and they have to opt in mm-hmm. to get to it. And it wasn't a flashy squeeze page. It would look like a job application. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they would opt in and then they get to the fancy flashy cars flying around the screen uh, <laughs> sales video. And as I got emails from the person that I was opted into, I would take her emails and put it into my <laughs> system. And all I, I was thinking, I just need to be a little bit ahead. <laughs> that's what they that call do. That's that's what dupli- duplication is. That what that is? <laughs> that was it. So as as my prospects were waiting to get their next marketing email, I was waiting to get the next marketing email so I could put it. <laughs> so anyway, that's how I got started. Oh, you know, with the, with the internet side of things. And then I would get on the phone. I would call every single opt-in back. Mm. And, and now I was building my skills of not just a complete cold outreach, but now it's opt-in. It was still very cold, but I had to figure out a way to move that conversation along faster. And yeah, I was using the tools now, the video, the conference calls. So I was able to communicate with a lot of people much more faster, mm-hmm. you know, than onesie twosie. So I don't know if you have any questions for me on that. Or- yeah. One thing I want to insert on that, that I like to say a lot is, um, you know, Frank Kern, he's one of the most famous internet marketers in the world, right? 
and he can convert on autopilot. And I heard him say one time, nothing will ever outconvert a one-on-one interaction. And this is an inter- like famous internet marketer, right? So yeah. just keep that in mind. You know, if, if you can connect with your leads, you're going to build a relationship. You're going to create sales faster and the people are going to stick because you're building a relationship most likely. So yeah, that, that was a really, really great tip. Okay. So real quick, what is the biggest business struggle you've had that you can recall and how did you overcome it? Well, being that I was on the, uh, in, in that story. So you know, things were rocking and rolling with, with that, that first company with Mike, I recruited a guy and we, we, we had services that like life insurance and stuff like that, that have high chargebacks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where you get a big chargeback for 5,000 or 2000, depending. And I, and this guy, he came from the insurance business. So he was, he was like selling a lot of policies and I was making good commissions. I was excited. I was like, Oh man. And about two months into it, he decided to, to leave and he left and he charged back. He had all his clients charge back because he was moving them into another company. And, and, and the way it was structured, all those chargebacks roll up to me. So oh, no. I was in a situation where I had a little office, I have expenses and I got hit with, you know, five figure chargeback. <laughs> oh, wow. And I, that, that was the reason I made a decision to, to leave the company. So wow. I actually left the company. They had to take, claw it back from all my commissions and I owe them some money when I left and I ended up wow. having to pay them off. So the lesson in that, cause that's why I told you, I, I, I just kind of vegged out for six months. I wasn't sure if I was going to get back involved with anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the lesson in that was financial education, being able to understand, you know, your money mechanics, whether it's in your, in your company, if there's, you know, a chargebacks or different things, but managing your cash flow, you know, making sure that you have the right reserves put away, not just for business, but in your personal life. So, and I know you're a big fan of financial education. So that's the, the first thing, you know, Money is a tool. So if you don't understand the tool that you're working with, then all the marketing strategies and all that stuff, yeah, that can, that, that, that can work for you. But at the end of the day, you're accumulating more of a tool you have no clue how to manage. Mm-hmm. So we need to address that first. So I think that's the biggest fundamental thing is invest some time into to understanding the money mechanics, your cash flow, the tax advantages, the strategies, mm-hmm. spend a little bit of time to, to structure that. Now, don't say I'm going to go study that for the next year and not have a prospect anymore. No, it <laughs> should be things that you're doing alongside everything else. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so you've done a lot of different lead generation and, and I do want to get into asking you some specifics about your system and what you do. But before we get to that, of all the things that you've done to generate leads, which is your favorite and why? Ah, man. When it comes to recruiting quality, I like targeting a particular business professional. Mm. Whether it's a past network marketer that I can find that they were advertising themselves or a, a realtor or an accountant or somebody that, you know, even barbers. I've recruited a lot of barbers <laughs> over time. And, you know, this group is such an easy group to find. You can go online and, and do a search, you know, for realtors in Atlanta, Georgia. Do a search for barbershops. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've done this. Barbershops in Atlanta, Georgia, and call them and pitch them. And I, for, for outreach, as far as not sexy network market, uh, internet marketing, mm-hmm. that's my favorite for, for getting some, some outreach going. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Lead conversion tips. Pete, you, you connect with someone like what, what would, what would you say is your like number one or two way to actually have success recruiting or gathering a customer? So in today's world, I believe it's essential to have the early stage of the conversation where someone says, I'm open to taking a look. You need to blend in some of your personal branding into it, but doing it in a way that it doesn't, it's classy and it doesn't seem like you're trying to throw up on them. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, like, like, like you see with my background and stuff, you yeah. know, yeah. it's, you know, it's subtle. It's there, you know, it, it, but it makes a difference, you know? So the same way, if, you know, if you're doing an outreach or you reaching out to someone and you say, Hey, are you open to taking a look? And they say, yes. I believe that first thing that you send them should have a little bit of personal branding inside of there to get the maximum mm-hmm. out of it. So that at least in their brain, they can say, oh, wow, this, this person looks like maybe I should take, take a close look at what they're talking about. And are you saying in an email or on a landing page or in the video or one of, one of everything? Uh, 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 yeah, and as many elements as possible. Okay. Okay. So for some people, it might be in an email, which is just like a signature line with your picture, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. for some people, you may have the ability to say, I can control my own landing page. Mm-hmm. Okay, got your picture there. And maybe yeah. you can shoot your own video. So there's as many elements as possible. Okay, and if it's only one element, that's all you have access to or the skills for, that's fine. Don't negate it completely. Because at, at very least, even if it was a text message, you could send someone saying, hey, here, here's, a, here's my digital business card. And that could be a picture <laughs> with mm-hmm. you on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you could say, you know, here's a link to the video, you know, and I'll, I'll talk to you later on today, you know, or whatever you set up for the conversation, very least. Mm-hmm. But use those elements. If it's a completely cold prospect, it, it goes a long way. I love it. Great tip. Great tip. Thank you so much. Okay. Got a few more rapid fire questions. What would be your top one to three book recommendations and why? I would say Think and Grow Rich. You Think and Grow Rich, one of my favorites. Uh, the next one that would be close to that, maybe The Science of Getting Rich, which is in the lines of Thinks of Grow Rich, but a much shorter, condensed, quick one to fly through. So if I had to put it in order now, because I'm going through The Science of Get Rich again, I would say that's on first, then Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Proverbs. Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. You know, if you just took the book of Proverbs, there's so many little tiny nuggets there for navigating your mental clarity and uh, and wisdom. So yeah, those are probably the three uh, top resources, I would say. What's your favorite proverb? Ah, oh, man. I would say it would be if, I was going to say, but that's not a proverb. I was going to say I could do all things in Christ to strengthens me. But if I go to, let's say, Solomon, it would probably be the, the, the one with the, 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 the parable of the, the sower of the seed, okay? Because I think there's so much power in, in the mental side of this whole game that we play. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Who's been your best mentor and why? Art Williams. Mm. Art Williams. You know, uh, and why? Because he, you know, traditionally he was not a business coach first. He was a football coach mm-hmm. uh, and he ran his business like how he was running a football coaching team. And it created a very entertaining style, but also it just drilled in work. So, yeah. Yeah. This crusade. Like this comes from Art Williams. He's like, oh. you got to have a crusade. What's your crusade? You know, and yeah. I'm like, what, okay. what is okay. my so, crusade? <laughs> you know, so what is it? You're, you're a fan of art, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've read lots of his books and listened yeah. to his audios. And I met him. Uh, I met him. You in did? Person. Oh, I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah. You really yeah. did the coach, huh? Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. Let's see. Where do you see the future of network marketing? You mentioned earlier some of the challenges and yeah, I see them too. You know, distractions, yeah. affiliate marketing, all kinds of different things. Where, where do you see the future of network marketing? Regulation, Man, think, right? Yeah, F- I, FTC? Yeah, I, well, I think as a whole, network marketing has such a bright future of where it's at right now. I think we've come full circle in the sense that uh, there used to be a time where people would shun, what, you, you work from home, mm-hmm. you know, what, yeah. why, don't, what, why doesn't your husband get a real job? <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a time that I was oh, very, yeah. very shunned. Now people are so like, they're like, uh, you know, I'm trying to find something that I could do virtually. I'm trying to work from home. You know, people are looking at that now, not as just, oh, you, you can't even get a real job. Mm-hmm. They're looking at, being able to work virtually as like you on a whole nother level. Mm. (laughs) 
So yeah, I yeah. think that's one. The other thing is as technology continues to, to, to grow and things have changed, you know, we, we're no longer in the manufacturing stage where we need humans to create products. Mm-hmm. The computer does everything. The humans push buttons. Right. The need for a company to, to depend on a human being for their manufacturing is obsolete. So more and more opportunity virtual and marketing is changing. You know, we used to only get, you know, mass media coming to us. Now we get to choose the media mm-hmm. that comes to us. So uh, the need for relationship marketing is no longer a, a, a kind of a luxury. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. all fits into network marketing for us. I love that outlook. That is so positive. And you hit things that are just really legitimate, you know, all of these reasons that that do give us a bright future. What is your philosophy on combining MLM with affiliate marketing? So at the, at the end of the day, it's about building relationships. We started off the call with that. It's about yep. building relationships. Part of building relationships is adding value, being, being a resource for your crusade, for your community. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I see partnering with different affiliate opportunities, products, you got to reverse engineer it, partnering with the right things that can be a very easy translation to the people that you have access to and look at something that's valuable. That can be an icebreaker at the very least. So sometimes you may see certain things and maybe the affiliate program is not that cool, you know, or it's not that rich. Or it mm-hmm. isn't an affiliate program at all, mm-hmm. okay? But the translation is so quick that sometimes I have partnered with some of these kind of things just because it, the relationship advantage it gives me. Mm. And then I'm able to then be able to, you know, make other recommendations and other promotions to other things. So I, I see the translation of not just looking at everything straight from let me see the comp plan Mm -hmm. but from the game plan of how does this give me access to more people and how does this connect the people that i have closer to me and Mm. if you see that then that's a good enough opportunity in my way i love it i love it it's all about becoming the most helpful resource you can possibly be to the people that you have within your network totally there's so much value in that yeah i love that I love that philosophy. Okay, we're almost done, but I wanted to ask you about money. You mentioned financial literacy. Do you have any thoughts to share on types of things that you think are good to invest in right now? Things that you're excited about, you know, places to put your money? Well, the first place I would say, and I think this is a low hanging fruit, is for people to really look at their tax strategy. Okay, most people uh, are not, taking advantage of, you know, the tax writer so they can Mm -hmm. and doing it in a legit compliant way. It's Mm. not just that you can write something off where you have the, you you have the ability to legally write something off, but you have to document properly so that if you get audited, you could say, yeah, I wrote this off and here's my documentation to support that. Mm -hmm. Because that, so you want to look at, taxes and finances from a place of a way that you can document everything. So that's number one. Okay. Is, you know, for people that's working from home, whether you have a full-time job or not, you do an affiliate marketing, network marketing, there is tons of tax advantages that you have and you do have to properly document it, but that would be number one. Stop the bleeding. Okay. Yeah. All of us. Right. Then, you know, number two we're looking for different opportunities. You know, there's cryptos, there's all these different things. And there's education, there's risks that come with, with all these things. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to kind of decide on that, I, you know, based on your personality. So I think a good place for someone is maybe, maybe exploring a little bit of maybe Forex trading or something where you can actually kind of get, see the markets, kind of maybe get your wheels turning as far as, there's this opportunity that you can make money when things go up and you can make money when things go down. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're new to investing, I would say being able to kind of study that gives you a little bit of foundation 
you know, kind of like if you don't know how to ride a bike, well, let's let's start you off on first. Let's get balance. <laughs> yeah, on, yeah. On, before we take you on a dirt bike, you know. Yeah, so, I love same it. Thing. Cool, awesome. Okay, let's see. Before I ask you my last two questions, I want to talk about your system. So you founded a system, created it. It's called the MLM Recruit on Demand, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Like, what was the genesis behind it? How does it work? How could it benefit people who are watching? Yeah. So my, my, my business philosophy is take on a already proven working concept. And then if you can improve on that, then you have something that you can create as a product. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So when I launched MLM Recruit on Demand, this concept that I shared earlier on about targeting people that had been involved in network marketing, that was not a new concept. A lot of people had built that way and they would buy data or you can find data. It's very easy. Well, in that process, and I had taught my teams that over the years, in that process, there's a lot of moving parts. I got to send you a spreadsheet. I got to send you a Word document. They're mm-hmm. trying to train the team and they're like, well, which spreadsheet, which Word document? And it got very, very confusing. So MLM Recruiting Demand was a, a membership site where someone could come in. The first level is a one-time $15, unlimited leads, no monthly fees. They can come in and they can get access to a contact manager that feeded them these leads, name, phone numbers, email address, and everything. And it had a nice script and training on how to reach out to these people in a very conversational, non-threatening way and get some activity going. So mm-hmm. at the foundational level, that's what MLM Recruit Man is. It's a very simple way to come in, get access to unlimited leads. And we also have different categories now and good training on how to actually you know, execute on that for building whatever affiliate or network marketing business you're building. Mm, I love it. How, how are the leads generated? Do you scrape the leads or you have various different pl- ways to do that? Or is it a trade secret? Yeah, no. So coming in a combination of ways, you know, back in the days we, we did end up scraping a ton of data. Mm-hmm. There was a time when a lot of companies had replicated websites with public information, mm-hmm. name, yeah. email, phone number. Okay. Uh, so we, using software, we were able to get all that public data and we archived it. And then as companies went out of business and different things happen over the years, a lot of data becomes available. So we are, we archive it. We have a huge database. Okay. Of people in network marketing or have been involved in network marketing at some Mm -hmm. point, but without someone putting in some work, nothing is having the list. People feel, Oh, I got, I got leads. (laughs) Yeah. I'm done. No, you got to do, do the marketing behind it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Are the, are the leads distributed? Like the, a set of a hundred, is that given to Paul and Bill and John, or sometimes no. people get the same leads? Because we have so much data, all the leads are exclusive. Till wow. this day, you know, like six, seven years later, still everybody gets a unique lead. So it's like, it's like genealogy leads, except way less expensive, right? Way, way less expensive. Because remember, yeah. one time 15. Now you get 100 at a time. And then once you keep notes or you disposition each one, once mm-hmm. you're done, you can click a button, get another 100. Okay. And then you can keep that process going forever. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And awesome. then we have other services that can speed that up yeah. and automate certain things and all that stuff. But if somebody says, hey, I don't have anybody to talk to, hey, you know, one time, 15 bucks, you're not going to run out of people to talk to if you're willing to do the work, you know? I love it. I love it. So we'll include some info below the video or the podcast. If you want to check that out, um, it's been around a long time. Great, great system. I, I recommend it to people, especially if they don't have a budget or if they don't want to do marketing, you know, just instant leads. Here you go. People to connect with. If wax you're willing on, to work, wax on, that's right. Wax <laughs> that's right. Is, are there any affiliate programs that you're aware of right now outside of MLM Recruit on Demand that you're particularly excited about or that have caught, has caught your interest? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things. I'm still, you know, in the exploration phase to see, mm-hmm. you know, where it's going. You yeah. Know? But are you talking from a lead standpoint or just in general? Just in general. Anything that you've seen that's like, wow, this is really cool. I might like to have this in my tool belt to help people with. 
You know, that app company I was telling you about, I, I mm-hmm. think that, again, I like the relationship angle of a, such an easy, something that's very translatable. Someone can get, at least conceptually, mm-hmm. five seconds. <laughs> okay? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think what people need in today's world is either companies and processes that have this very stair-step approach very mm-hmm. quickly built out for them. And if you if you don't have that, then you have to create it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whether that's creating, you know, you know, we, we see the lead magnets and all that stuff, or partnering with an affiliate company and saying, hey, you know, I think this is a good promotion so that I can break the ice with people. So then I could say, hey, by the way, you know, we can work together a little bit closer over here too. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. really it. If that's all you're doing. And if you look at a funnel process, that's all it is. Hey, opt in for this sexy thing. And then, hey, we can work closer. We can work closer. We can work closer. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's all our job is to do as a marketer. You know, whether we're doing it all, you know, physically or we're automating the process. Yeah, I love it. So in case you guys are curious, I'll just tell you a couple of things about this app thing that Ryan's talking about. So it's a free app, supposedly pays you five to fifty, five to $25 a month residual income just for having the app on your phone. Doesn't cost anything. So that in and of itself is kind of cool. And then it also pays a, a residual payout for people you refer to the app, right? Yeah. And, and so far from what you've seen, you said you've been watching these guys for a while. Are you Where would be your confidence level as to can they actually finish this putting, put, put, put this together in a way that's, that's going to have legs? So, you know, everything that they have said they've done along the way, they've done it. You know, there was a couple of delays, but they got it done and they were very transparent with what mm. the delays were. For me, being, being able to actually get an official approval through Google and Apple, which a lot of the app stores have really gotten strong with what they let on the platform anymore. Mm-hmm. So that was huge for me from that standpoint. So far, everything, you know, is looking good. The payout hasn't happened yet because they just launched it. So mm. that would be the next checkbox. Yeah, right, <laughs> okay. right. At, at that point, <laughs> pretty much, you know, at that point, everything else that I've seen along the way says, okay, you know, you know, I think they can pull this off. My, my instinct tells me that their heart is in the right place, which is very, very important to me. And then the, the next thing is, is really business execution because there's a lot of people with their heart in the right place that can't execute. And, and that doesn't make a good partnership either, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's a that, great point. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, and, you know, there are people that can execute, but their heart is not in the right place. That doesn't make a good partnership either for me. Yeah, so for sure. You, you do have to make sure everything aligns well. <laughs> uh, yep, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you for that. And if anyone's curious to check that stuff out, you can reach out to Ryan or myself, or we'll have some links below the below the podcast also. Last two questions. Does spirituality play a role in your business? And if so, how? Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge piece. You know, my, in my S Corp, which we started off as an LLC is called Agape Solutions LLC. And I actually even have a video on this here, but Agape is from, you know, a word that I learned early on in my uh, Christian life where the pastor was teaching about this word Agape and it meant love. And it was four different meanings of love. And it always, that the word always stuck with me. So when I was launching my company, before we even had an idea, we we're going to go online or whatever, I was trying to, I had to fill out this form, right? <laughs> what you're going to name the company. And I said, Agape Solutions. Because uh, this means I'm providing solutions like we all do, right? When business, yeah. we provide solutions. But I wanted to provide solutions with this pure love behind it. Mm. And Agape Solutions aligned with me. So I love it. Uh, spirituality you know, goes back to the root of, of my official name, even though it's not a marketing name that we use, it's just what our entity is called, right? The, the other piece of it is, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of what we believe in or not, for everybody that's listening to this or the recording, at the end of the day, we can all agree that 10 out of 10 people die. Hmm. That's a hundred percent statistic with accuracy. Yeah. And, you know, from history, if you just look at it from a history standpoint, there's only one recorded individual that actually raised from the dead. Okay. 
So just like in business, we find mentors. If we want to go from five to six figures, we find somebody that can that, that's done that, that can help us go there. We want to go from six to seven, we find other mentors that have done that to take us there. So as a business person, we're always looking for more leverage. So I say just applying some business logic. If I want to conquer death, I should find a mentor <laughs> that has done it. <laughs> and what I've found is even, and I'll just do this for the skeptics, even if that was completely false, okay? What I've found in the, in, in the pursuit of that is a rich life. Because when you mm. feel like you are conquered death, you have a more higher purpose, even when you take your, your last breath, you live different, differently, you operate yeah. differently. Yeah. So even if that was false, at the end of the li- your life and you discover that was false, you would have experienced a very rich life. Yeah. Just from that. So either way you win. So even for yeah. the skeptics out there, uh, I would say that just that, that, you know, operating from a place like, Hey, you know, higher purpose to this yeah. earth that we're passing through. Cause we all know we're passing through. So yeah, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> I really, I really love those thoughts, Ryan. Thank you so much for sharing those. And I have one other tag on question, which is, I remember seeing your agape, agape video a number oh, of years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it and I was like, this is really cool that he has this here. And so I guess my other question for you would be talking about faith in marketing. Like, is that good? Is that bad? Can you cross the line? Should you not do it at all? Like thoughts on that? You know, I think you have to, you have to really go, go in to yourself and and say, what are you committed to? You know, if you're, if you're committed to adding value and that's a valuable, you know, area of your life, then then it's your moral obligation to, in that sense, because then, yeah. then you out of integrity with yourself. I'm always a person, person, you know, that you need <laughs> to stay in integrity with. Yeah. So you have to, you really have, that's really an internal question of like, what are you committed to? And now you can, you don't, you know, you can do everything in love and you can be sensitive. There's different, you know, there's different people, you know, so even, you know, you don't have to be, you know, stomping on people the way that yeah. you do things. So uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that, you know, for, you know, as, as things progress and you're helping and serving your community and, and whatnot, business, if we're growing, if we're truly up for growing, business should be this thing that actually becomes lower and lower as we grow in life, as mm. far as priority, mm. Okay. In the beginning stage, when you have no business and you're trying to grow, it's like this thing that I'm chasing after. <laughs> but if you're growing, you should bypass it because in reality, we are all going to die. And whatever we've done here, whether we like it or not, is, 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 is gone. So yeah. you have to kind of address that. And I think if, if, if we just go back to the statement that, hey, we know 10 out of 10 people die. And if we believe that hey there is a way that you can conquer death because even the richest people in the world man man has created spaceships and all these amazing technologies that can go to the moon there's no man that has figured out a machine that you can click a button and live forever so yeah yeah i think it's just it's a huge a huge deal and we just have to be you know mindful on how we we do that so that we can yeah integrity. And I think you did it in a perfect way when I asked you the question, because you respected whoever might be listening and you offered reasons that were, you know, reasonable. And, you know, I really resonate with the part where you talked about how, you know, at some point, like faith is a choice and there are reasons to not believe, and there are reasons to believe. And at some point you kind of have to ask yourself the question, how do I want to live? What kind of a life do I want to live? Which reasons make me feel better? Which reasons motivate and inspire me? And which reasons drag me down and make me feel skeptical and, you know, hopeless about the world? And for me, it's like lean into the ones that lift me up, lean into the ones that pull me forward. Absolutely. If nothing more from a utility standpoint, you know, like, so, so yeah, so that, that, that's really good. Thank you for answering that. Last question, how do people find out more about you if they want to connect with you, learn from you, follow you? Yeah, so best way to connect with me, Ryan Gunness, 
Rob360.com. You can connect with all my social media channels and everything that's there. You can message me, all that good stuff. That's the best way to connect with me. So awesome. This has been so much fun, Ryan. I apologize. We went at six minutes over our hour mark, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is just packed with so much value. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in. We love you. We believe in you. We know you've got greatness within you. Get out there, take action, go for your dreams. And we'll hear you in the next episode of the Paul Hutchings podcast. Take care and bye for now. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening and whatever you do, always go for your dreams.